0: Welcome to Life Church. We are an X242 Community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through his word and by his spirit. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Lucas. Good evening, Church. Yes. <laughs> Actually, what you don't know. My husband, Peter, volunteered me to preach. (laughs) But he forgot something. In our country, we take 30 minutes to greet, so watch out. (laughs) So I'm not going to do that here. Yeah, it is a privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Lucas, Sarah, and the whole church. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for this beautiful day. And for us who are here, Lord of Father, I pray, King of Kings, that we may open our hearts, Lord, to receive from you, Lord, to receive your word, Lord. Open our ears, King of Kings, so that we may hear your word, Lord, and not just be hearers, but doers of the word, Lord of Father. King of Kings, we pray that we may open our eyes to see, see more revelations and see your words and see your will for our life, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We invite the Holy Spirit to take over and speak to us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking about um, prayer and prayer in our life as a believer. And uh, prayer is connecting to God, communicating to God, talking to God, and having a relationship with God. God wants us to have a relationship with him because he's our father, just like a son. And uh, a father and a son have relationship, you know, you communicate, you know, to your son or to your children. Just like a husband and a wife, you communicate to your husband or your wife. Without communication in your family, what happens? If a wife and husband don't communicate, what happens? Can that relationship go ahead? No, it can't, you know. So if you don't communicate to God, you know, you can't build that relationship with him. So he wants us to communicate with him, build a relationship, a strong relationship, an intimate relationship with him, you know, through communication. It is really important for us as as believers to have that deep relationship with God, because through that, we know God's plan for our life. It's only when you talk to God that you know him more and you know what he has purposed for you in life you know there is um, a research which talks about how many people miss their destinies you know people who don't fulfill their destinies the percentage of people who fulfill their destinies is very very small so which percentage are you anyway you know so we need to do that and also prayer is the greatest weapon uh, to fight our enemies without that weapon There is no way you can fight your enemy, yeah? But through prayer, you know, you can fight your enemy. You're armed, you know? You know ways to fight your enemy. When we look at Jesus' life, he prayed regularly, you know? He prayed always. He prayed continuously. And even when Satan uh, met him at the mountain to tempt him, he couldn't because he found him armed. He found him in prayer. He knew the word. And it's good for us as believers in our lives to be armed with prayer, to be armed with the word of God. I like praying while using the word of God, you know. I open my Bible and maybe go to Psalms and start, maybe Psalms 23 and, you know, start praying through that. And I say, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, The Lord is the shepherd of my husband. The Lord is the shepherd of my family. The Lord is the shepherd. And, you know. I go through that. If you feel like you don't know what to pray or you don't know how to pray, that is a a wonderful way of, you know, taking a step uh, into prayer, reading your Bible and praying, you know, through the scripture. There are so many scriptures that speak about Jesus's life uh, of prayer. And I have a few scriptures, only three scriptures that I'm going to use. And uh, one of them is Matthew 14, um, 23, which says that after after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Jesus went after he had dismissed the disciples, he went only, he went alone to pray. He had time alone with God. It's important for you as a believer to have time alone with God. In this busy world, people think, where will I get the time? I'm busy, busy, busy. You know, wake up, go to work, do this and that. What's, you know, when you're driving your car going to work, why don't you have time? you know, just to speak to God, you and God. But you know what? Don't close your eyes when you're driving (laughs) because you will end up in an accident, you know? But it's a good time to pray. When we are driving with my husband, we always pray, we chat and then start praying and praying in the spirit, praying in tongues is also very important. Why? Because as you pray in the spirit, as you pray in tongues, you know, you're praying to God, your spirit is praying direct to God. And the devil doesn't understand that language. Either do you understand that language, but that is God's language. You know, your spirits, you're praying into God's will. So that is really, really important for us as believers, you know, to pray in the spirit because you're praying according to the will of God. And then I have another scripture in Luke uh, six twelve. 12. Um, it says, one, one of those days, Jesus went out To the mountainside to pray and spent a night praying to God. He went out in the night, spent a night, the whole night. How many of us spent the whole night praying? You know, other people may think that was Jesus. No, even in our lives we can do that. I'm about to give you a testimony things that happened in my life and actually even in Uganda. There are churches where they always pray through the night, and maybe in other countries, you know. It's also important when you have an off day at work, you know, like tomorrow you have an off day. You can take your time in the night and pray, you know, through the night. (laughs) That is really, really good. I've done that, and I'll tell you how it happened. And uh, look, look, um, Mark 1, 35 so very early in the morning while it was still dark Jesus got up left the house and went off to uh, a solitary place where he prayed where he prayed he left the house and went to pray, you know. Sometimes you need to leave your house also and go somewhere to pray. Go in a place alone and pray and seek God, you know. And I believe the more you seek God, the more you'll find him. Because even uh, the scripture tells us that when you seek him, you'll find him, you know. So when you seek him, that means you'll find him. And uh, yes, so I just want also to briefly speak about um, some benefits, the benefits of prayer as a believer. There are so many, but I'll just mention a few, and one of them is getting closer to God. You know, it may seem obvious. You know, but it's one of the things, the ways that we can get closer to God. How? Because the more you pray, the more you come to know him, the more you come to hear from him, the more you understand, you know, his plan for your life and his will you know because you're closer to him just like i told you if you're speaking to your wife or your husband you get more close you get to know each other you get to understand each other but when there is no communication there is a big misunderstanding and there is a you know there is no connection the connection is completely cut off and that's how most marriages end because there is no communication So even with your prayer life, if you don't communicate with God, you know, that means you're losing connection with God, you know. And later you find yourself in a very, very, you know, big mess. And another benefit, you know, uh, to reduce anxiety and you experience calm you know, when you pray, there is that calmness, there is that peace. Even if you are in the storm, you know, you feel calm, knowing that your trust is in God, knowing that it is God who is going to bring you out of that situation, you know. But if you don't understand anything about God, if you don't pray, you know, you don't understand what God is speaking, even in that situation. That's why you see that sometimes Christians go through a lot of things. Even Jesus himself, he went through all whatever he went through for us, to die for us, you know, so that we may be saved. And I think the people who were there were looking at him and thinking, how can you go through all this and, you know, you're still the way you are, you know? Even as Christians nowadays, you know, people can see you and think, how does this person handle all these things, and they are still alive, they are still strong, they are still walking, they are still doing this, you know? But because we have Jesus, He gives us that uh, peace in our life. And actually, uh, the Book of Philippians uh, four six talks about it, you know, that we should not be uh, anxious, you know, for nothing. You know, we should uh, put everything in prayer. You know, thanksgiving, supplication. So it is really, really important. Also, number three, it increases gratitude and thanksgiving. The more you pray, the more you begin to be thankful. You know the life that God has given you, your family. You start thanking him for all the things that God has done in your life. You know that, you know, living is a gift, you know. So many people are in hospitals, others are dead, who are not even your age, you know but you're still alive, you know? So you start uh, becoming very thankful. So the more we pray, the more uh, we become very thankful. Another thing, prayer helps us, you know, to shift focus from ourselves to others. For example, just now, you know, in Turkey, you see things that happened. You know, there is uh, this um, earthquake, you know, that just happened. You know, is praying for Turkey, you know? So you, you don't focus on yourself. You focus on other things. You focus on other people who have other needs. And, you know, you start getting that. I don't like calling it a burden. But, you know, you feel the urge to pray for people, you know, when you go into this prayerful life. You, you, get, you, you start feeling that and you pray for people. So you don't just focus on yourself. But you even, you know, focus on others. And when you pray, you start to discern When there is temptation or when things come, your spirit will reject things that are not good. Uh, obviously, when something is not good, your spirit will just definitely reject it because you are in the spirit, because you are praying, because you are in the will of God, you start rejecting all those things. You see that things that you used to love, you no longer love them, you know, because they are of the world and you're a different person. You're a new creature. So you start uh, rejecting, you know, those things. So um, that is also really good for us. And another thing, prayer brings about miracles, you know. Prayer creates miracles. Prayer brings about miracles, you know. Uh, We experienced it in Jesus' life, and we are still experiencing it now. And I did experience it in my life. And I believe some of you have also experienced miracles, you know, when you get miracles in your life after prayer. And another thing is prayer helps us, you know, to hear from God. You start hearing from God, like, Clearly. You know, you hear God clearly because other people think, how does God speak? You know, I've never heard God speak. God speaks through so many ways, you know. And when you're in prayer, you begin to hear him through the scriptures, you know, through prophecies, uh, through the creation, you know, through expressions, God can speak to you. And you will uh, start understanding, you know, how God speaks in your life, so it's very, very important for us to pray and pray continuously. It's for, it's very important. In the book of 1 Thessalonians, uh, five sixteen says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ uh, Jesus for you. Pray continuously. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying." you know because other people ask and think at what time or what stage do i stop praying you know i will tell you that until you leave this earth that's when you stop praying you know <laughs> you should pray and every time yearn to grow more yearn to get closer to god because it is a good feeling i'm telling you you experience that that peace even in the midst of the storm You know, because you know that your trust and hope is in God, him alone. And you know that he will take you, uh, you know, through that. And in the book of Romans uh, 12, 12 says that um, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Constant in prayer. Always in prayer, you know. But you know to do that, you need to be disciplined, you know. And you need to be obedient, you know. You need to obey what God is telling you, and you need to be disciplined. Hallelujah. In my own life, I'm going to give you a testimony what happened to me. I found myself in a place where I wanted to travel. And I had to go to this country called Turkey, where the storm, uh, the earthquake has been, you know. Uh, And I went to Istanbul. I wanted to stay there for only one month and then come back uh, to Uganda, because that's my home country where I come from. And yes, I got my visas, I traveled to this place, and I took with me some things from my country uh, to sell there, and then get some money to to help my family, my children. And when I reached there, uh, the man that I gave everything that I brought disappeared with everything, and never gave me any money. And I, had, I thought I would stay for a month or three months. Do you know how long I ended staying there? Five years. Did I say five years? Five years. That's, <laughs> that's how long, you know, that I stayed in that place. And when I was there, I didn't have money. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the language. And I only learned one word, which was work-ish you know? So I went everybody, everywhere i mean, asking for work, and I would speak only one word. If they said yes, I didn't know what they said. If they said no, I didn't know whether they were saying no, because I knew only one word, work. Until I reached this place, I was asking for work, and this man called me, caught my hand, took me on this sewing machine, sat me there, and he started demonstrating, showing me what to do, and he told me Stay there with signs, you know. And, you know, was showing me, do that, you know. And I started doing it. And I got a job, you know. And I started working. And I worked and did uh, different jobs, you know, including teaching. But at the point that I was there, I lost my job. Because the the place where I was working shut, like closed. So I didn't have... um, Um, you know, work to do. And I was in that place, left, and I I really didn't know what to do. But before I lost work, what I want to tell you, I I felt in my spirit God pushing me to pray, you know, and pray more and i started praying and i did I, I said i have to do something different in my life and what thing can i do that is different in my life i thought i need to wake up at midnight and start praying and i woke up at midnight i started praying as i woke up at midnight and started praying i started getting dreams about People, people that I knew. And I went and I told them these dreams. And it's the very situation that they were going through. And in this dream, God would instruct me to pray for them. And I prayed for them. They got peace. They got delivered. You know, things were happening in their life. But I wasn't also satisfied with only that. I wanted more. And I thought, how can I do to get more? I started again waking up at 3 a.m., In the night. So I would wake up at 12. Wake up at 3. I started praying. And I was praying. I even told uh, my roommates. They started also waking up with me. And we would pray. And during that time. I started getting visions and seeing things clearly, you know, instructions. And I would go to pray for people and God would give me a word, you know, to speak in their life. And it was the exact situation or something that they were going through. And we would pray and God would do something. But all this had nothing to do with me. It was God, you know, greater who is in me, you know. He was the one, Jesus, doing that. And he can do the same in your life. That's what he wants to do in our lives, you know. He wants us to take a step, you know, of faith, to trust him, to know that he can move mountains. There are things that he can do in our lives that uh, no man can do, you know. So I went on. But as I was praying, that is the time that I used to wake up and go to work and I lost my job. So, because the place shut, I didn't have a job. And I thought, Lord, what am I going to do in this situation when I'm alone? I don't have family. I don't have money. I'm in a foreign country. I have to pay rent. I have to pay bills. What am I going to do? And I heard that peaceful uh, voice of God, you know gave me the scripture in Philippians, and it says, I'm going to take care of your needs. You know, I'll take care of your needs. And I thought, Lord, if you're the one speaking, you take care of my needs, I'm ready. And during that time, people I didn't know, there were some friends of mine on Facebook and all this, but I didn't know them physically. I just knew them, you know, on Facebook. Sometimes I had never even communicated with them. They began calling and you know, sending me money and say, this is for your house rent. I never told them, but God spoke to them. This is for your food. I never told them. God spoke to them. And in that time, I went into a time of prayer and fasting. As I was praying and, and fasting, I felt like I wanted to go another mile. I wanted to stretch my prayer life. And that time God spoke to me. He was like, I want you to go through the night, just like we read about Jesus. It's through the night without sleeping, but praying. And I thought, me, how am I going to do that? It was, all, it was impossible. No wonder Jesus said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. But that time... I never got sleep in the night. However much I tried to sleep in the night, I could not sleep. And I went through the night praying. And I heard people on Facebook that, and WhatsApp you know, that would call and we pray together, you know, and would see, you know, God doing things in that time. And that was the very time that one day there was this boy who was in Zambia, and uh, I was in Turkey, was in Zambia, and he gave me a call, and he said, my mother is dying. My mother, her mother, I mean his mother, had cancer of the throat. And he said, my mother is dying. I don't want my mother to die. Please, can we pray? I have faith that if we pray, my mother will be healed, because they just sent her from the hospital to go and die. Can we please pray? And I got my phone, I said, Lord... I can't do this, but you can do this. And we started praying. As we prayed, I told this boy, can you just get a glass of water, and we pray for this glass of water. Give it to your mother to drink. And he said, you don't understand. My mother doesn't eat. She can't even open her eyes. She can't even turn or say anything. Literally, she's dead, you know? So I can't even give her what I said, just give get that water, let us just pray. I just feel that, I don't know why. And you just give her to drink, you give her to drink. And the boy brought this glass of water and we started praying. As we started praying, I heard this scripture. It was in Luke 137, it says, for with God all things are possible, you know? And I spoke that scripture as we were praying. And then this boy got this water to give the mother Uh, put it on the mouth because she couldn't even open the mouth and I think as he, he put it the water just went through and it went into her mouth as we were praying and this woman the power of God hit her she was on the bed and she jumped hallelujah I'm healed and you know what happened this boy threw the phone and ran away because he thought what is going on in this place, you know. Even myself, I was just like, what is really, you know, going on oh, on this side of the phone, you know. And her, his mother was healed completely from that time. And who did that? Jesus did it. And what did I do? I just obeyed. He just used me as a vessel. He just used asked, you know, this boy asked me to pray, and I just said, okay, let's pray. And I had faith, he had faith, and we just prayed, and God did it. And God wants to do the same in our lives. As we build this closer relationship with him, you know, he wants us to do, because he said we shall even do greater works than he did, you know. And even in that very time, as I was still praying, I heard God speak to me, you know, And he was saying, I want you to go and find a church building in this place. Yes, this place, which is Turkey. And I thought, me? I'm not a pastor. What are we going to do with this church building? But because I had learned this thing of obedience, I just obeyed and I said, let me go. And I went. So when I went to find these uh, Turkish people, the MLACs, the house agents, I went and asked them and I said, you know, I'm looking for a church building. And they said, you can't be serious. We can't give you a church building. But if you want something for business, we can, but not for church. This is a Muslim community, Muslim country, so we can't. And you're a woman, you know. (laughs) We can't. And I said, well, that's what I want. And they said, okay, we are not giving it to you. And I said, It's fine said, leave your number. I left my number. I walked home, but I had a lot of peace in my life. Why? Because I, I thought, Lord, I just did what you asked me to do. The rest is yours. I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. And I walked back home. And the following day, these people called me and they said, you know what? We have some good news for you. I said, yeah. Which news? I say, they said, we have a building for you. And wait a minute. I went, I looked at this building, and I said, you know what? This is not the building I want. (laughs) They looked at me and said, what did you just say? We just went through all this and got for you this building. We told you this is not possible. I said, well, this is not it. They looked at each other. They were not happy. And I said, could you please take me to the next building? They looked at each other, and they said, okay. So they took me to this next building. I looked at it, and I told them, This is not the building. They were so cross with me. (laughs) How can you make us drive our car, come this way? And you say, this is not the building. I said, it's not. And I told them, do you mind taking me to the last building? And they looked at each other. How did you know there was another building? I said, God spoke to me. God, do you know God? They started asking all these questions. I was looking at them. They drove me to the last building, and I saw it. I said, yes, this is the building. How did I know? I saw it in the vision when I was praying. And I said, yeah. And they said, okay, now we need you to pay the money. And remember, I told you I wasn't working. I didn't have any single penny. And I didn't know why God was telling me to find this building. And I thought, money, okay, I'll pay. When? I said, tomorrow. What time? 11 o'clock. When I came out of their office, I said, oh, my God, I just lied. Because I said, 11 o'clock, I'm not working, I'm not expecting, whom am I going to call? You know? And I said, Lord, I've done my work. I've done, I've done it. Thank you, Jesus. I went back home to pray. I wasn't sleeping in the night. 2 a.m., this lady calls me, and she says, hello, I have a problem. Which problem? I have not slept for two weeks. Why? Because God told me to pay for your church building, and I didn't want, because it is a lot of money, so I've not slept for two weeks. I went, what? She says, yeah. She, two weeks ago, there was no church building. You know? The, it wasn't there. And that's when God spoke to her, before God spoke to me about this building. And then she said, please, first thing, early morning, come get this money off me. I said, okay. So I hired this taxi, she paid for it, got this money, and I came back praising God, a very happy, say, saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And I reached this office, and when I reached this office, when they were asking for the money, I said, wait a minute, I have not opened this envelope. I don't know what is there. I don't know what am I going to tell these people. And I got this envelope. I opened it. I I opened this envelope and I counted this money. It was the exact money that I was supposed to pay to these people. If it wasn't God, who would put the right amount in the envelope, in that envelope? And I got this money and I paid to these people. I was... You know, in wonder. I don't know which word to use. You know, it was amazing. but I was wondering, but I remembered that this is all not about me. It's about him. When he sends you, you have to say, yes, I'll go. I'll do it. And then you do it. You don't have to question. You need to obey and do what God has told you to do. And I paid for that church building. And after paying it, I got it, got the contract, went, started lo- uh, washing this church building. There were no chairs, nothing. And that evening, my friend called me. And I said, well, God gave us this church building. And he said, you know what? I'm going to send you money on Western Union. You buy chairs for the for the church and whatever you need. And I got this money. I bought it. And actually, my friend was Peter, my husband. That time he was still my friend, not my husband. You know. But I had not you know, asked for money or anything, and he, you know, he gave me that money. And even the Turkish people who transported the chairs and everything, they said, you know what? You're doing this for God. They don't know about Christ, and I told them it's a church. And they said, we are taking it free of charge, and we are going to put everything free of charge. And that was the favor of God, doing everything you know free of charge and after that this lady who gave me the money called me and said you know what tomorrow we are coming for church service with with my friends and I said okay but remember in this church we didn't have a pastor there was no preacher you know I wasn't a preacher I was an intercessor you know and I thought who is going to preach so I started looking around and thinking who is gonna preach and it was already late. And then I, I said, let me call. I, now that there is nobody to preach, I'm going to be the preacher. But what am I going to preach about? I've never preached anywhere. So what am I going to do? I said, let me call my mother. So I called my mother to ask her about what I would preach. And she said, yes, I know what you're going to preach about. And I said, so I got my book, my book and pen, to write the scriptures. And she said, go kneel near your bed. Pray and ask God to give you the scriptures. (laughs) That was like the worst blow of my life. I thought, what? What did she just say? You know, she's a preacher. She preaches. I thought she was going to give me some scriptures. But I obeyed. I went and knelt down. I started praying to God. I said, God, I know nothing. I've never preached. So what do you want me to preach? Help me and all these scriptures started coming. I started writing them, and I started seeing this vision of the church, started seeing vision of the people, and all what was going to happen like the next day. And the next day I went very early, and I started praying. I was just in the church praying. I was nervous uh, because I was thinking I didn't know what to expect anyway. And uh, I went on praying, and these people came. And when these people came, we started, you know, I preached, and then we started praying And the power of God touched them. They were just falling. They were just getting delivered. The presence of God was just too much. I was in the time of uh, prayer and fast, you know. And it it was amazing, you know. I was the one uh, welcoming the visitors. You know, I was the usher. I was the pastor. I was the greeter. I was everything. (laughs) I was, you know, I was one person. And after that, God never ended there. He started touching people, the Turkish people, you know. We prayed for them. One had diabetes and we prayed. And after two weeks when he went to the hospital, he was totally healed. They couldn't get a trace of his sickness, you know. And he started inviting other people to come in. And experience the power of God, but everything. There are so many testimonies that went. You know, God uh, giving the barren, barren women. You know, children. But everything happened. You know, months, weeks before. You know, I was in my closet. I was in a secret place. I was praying. And God was just activating it. For things to happen in your life, it is a process, you know. So you, have, you don't need to give up. You have to go on and pray and pray. It is applicable in your own lives. You can do it, you know. You can begin now. It is not late. Hallelujah. I believe today God is speaking to you. God wants you to do something with your prayer life. Hallelujah. Because God wants to use you, you know. And I believe God wants to bring revival in our own lives Mm -hmm. and in our own families. And in our life church here, God wants to begin to bring revival, you know. So it should begin with us through prayer. If you've heard uh, in America there is a revival uh, that is going on, 30 youth started praying you know, and it burst out into the res- the revival. But uh, we have a, a Zoom um, church, like Pastor Lucas told you. So when the month of Feb began, the Lord spoke to us to pray for revival for 28 days, and we started uh, praying for revival through the world. You know, but this lady uh, got a dream when we were speaking about. Uh, shouting and calling people for revival, for revival, for revival, and it's, I can't say, you know, it would be a coincidence, all these things are happening, but in the very month that God was speaking about revival, and I believe that that revival is not ending in America, you know, that revival is coming here in England, and why is it beginning here in our church, but we need to be disciplined, we need to be committed we need to be focused. We need to be obedient. And we need to be patient, you know, to walk in God's will and calling, to know God's purpose for us. And I'm telling you that this church, we will not, it will be very small, you know, it will be very small because people will be coming. And that's what God wants us to do to invite other people, to preach to them about the good word and the, the, the good message, you know, of Jesus Christ and but we have to do that uh through us you know opening our hearts to to do what god wants us to do to receive him completely yeah. you know to open our hearts to his will you know that is what uh we have to do yeah probably I've taken a lot of time <laughs> Yeah, but uh, God is really, really, really uh, so good. And Luke 18 says, Luke 18, 27 says, Jesus said, what is impossible with man, you know, is possible with God. You know, so it is possible with God. Don't look at your life and think, I can't do this. You know, with Jesus, you can do it. Ask him to help you revive your prayer life. Have time, intimacy with God each and every day. Hallelujah. And we will walk in that life that Jesus walked in because he's the same. You know, today, yesterday, and forever, he's the same. Whatever he did those years, he's still doing it. He's still working miracles. People are getting healed. People are getting saved. Things are going on in our lives. So we should walk uh, because he's our example. We believe in him. We should, um, uh, can I call it, adopt his life walk into his life, you know, as our example. So, um, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. Um, I thought if we had, a, like, one minute, we would pray for each other, you know, just ask somebody if they have a prayer request or something to pray, and we believe that God is going to do it, because as I was speaking, you know, I felt that word of, like, Pastor Lucas was saying, and uh, Pastor Sarah, about trusting in God, I felt that there are people who are anxious, you know? There are people who feel like they are depressed and then I had a suicidal mind, you know? So if we can pray for each other now, I believe God is ready to deliver us. If we get one minute and pray for each other, you can just turn to somebody, pray for them, and when God does something, you come and and say it. Yes. Yes. Yes, Father. Oh, Lord, we just want to thank you. We bless your name, Lord. We worship you, King of Kings, Lord. Father, we just want to pray, Lord or oh, Father, that whoever has this suicidal thought, Lord, King of Kings, Lord or oh, Father, anxious, Lord or oh, Father, whatever they are doing in their life, King of Kings, Lord or oh, Father, let it be uprooted, Lord. Father, we pray that we may walk in your life, we may walk in prayer, Lord. Revive our hearts, revive our lives, Lord or oh, Father. We want to go Father with you. We want to do amazing and mighty things for you, Lord. Teach us how to do it. We can't do it on ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchority.com